0: REGRET PART TWO By Kate Chopin
1: I'll tell you, Aunt Ruby,
0: Mademoiselle Arlie informed her cook in confidence.
1: Me? I'd rather manage a dozen plantation than fo children. It's terracent. Bon't! Don't talk to me about children. To ain't a speck such as you would know everything about em, Mlle Arlie. I see dat plainly yes it is when I spy dat your little child playin with your basket o' keys. You don't know dat makes some chillin' grow up hard headed to play with keys. This like it make em teeth hard to look in a, a looking glass. Them's the things you got to know in the raisin and management of chillin'.
0: Mamselle certainly did not pretend to aspire to such subtle and far-reaching knowledge on the subject as Aunt Ruby possessed, who had raised five and buried six in her day. She was glad enough to learn a few little mother tricks to serve the moment's needs. Tinami's sticky fingers compelled her to unearth white aprons that she had not worn for years, and she had to accustom herself to his moist kisses, the expressions of an affectionate and exuberant nature. She got down her sewing basket, which she seldom used, from the top shelf of the armoire, and placed it within the ready and easy reach, with torn slips and buttonless waists demanded. It took her some days to become accustomed to the laughing, the crying, the chattering, "'that echoed through the house and around all day long. "'And it was not the first or the second night "'that she could sleep comfortably "'with little Lodi's hot, plump body pressed close against her, "'and the little one's warm breath beating her cheek "'like the fanning of a bird's wing. "'But at the end of two weeks, Mamselle Early had grown quite used to these things,' and she no longer complained. It was also at the end of two weeks that Mademoiselle Arlie, one evening, looking away toward the crib where the cattle were being fed, saw Valsine's blue cart turning the bend of the road. Odelay sat beside the mulatto, upright and alert. As they drew near, The young woman's beaming face indicated that her homecoming was a happy one. But this coming, unannounced and unexpected, threw Mademoiselle Early into a flutter that was almost agitation. The children had to be gathered. Where was Tinami? Yonder in the shed, putting an edge on his knife at the grindstone. And Marceline and Marcelette? cutting and fashioning doll rags in the corner of the gallery. As for Lodi, she was safe enough in Mademoiselle Arlie's arms, and she had screamed with delight at sight of the familiar blue cart which was bringing her mother back to her. The excitement was all over, and they were gone. How still it was when they were gone! Mademoiselle Arlie stood upon the gallery, looking and listening. She could no longer see the cart. The red sunset and the blue-gray twilight had together flung a purple mist across the fields and road that hid it from her view. She could no longer hear the wheezing and creaking of its wheels, but she could still faintly hear the shrill, glad voices of the children. She turned into the house. There was much work awaiting her, for the children had left a sad disorder behind them. But she did not at once set about the task of writing it. Mademoiselle Early seated herself beside the table. She gave one slow glance through the room, into which the evening shadows were creeping and deepening around her solitary figure. She let her head fall down upon her bended arm and began to cry. Oh, but she cried, not softly, as women often do. She cried like a man, with sobs that seemed to tear her very soul. She did not notice Ponto licking her hand. The End Thank you for listening to Regret by Kate Chopin.